0: to the Chris and Sam podcast, pull up a bar story and join us
1: for a random conversation guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 399 of the Nev and Pete podcast. I'm Nev. And I'm Pete. Welcome along to your weekly fix of randomness, technology and life where sometimes we take on roles of other people. <laughs> uh, if you're wondering what we're talking about this is actually the chris and sam podcast i hope that did not confuse you so it, should, it shouldn't have it almost confused
0: me because it took me a moment i was like "Well, oh yeah yeah i'm nervous you,
1: you, you mentioned it like a week ago and then forgot all about it <laughs> yeah so we will lead with that uh we helped out or we were actors in a short film
0: talent the 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 correct term is talent we are talent. full of talent
1: <laughs> we were featured talent as well yes yes and, we were um I'm looking forward to seeing how this comes out, because, well, I mean, it it works for my character, but my costume did not fit me, I'm sort of half hanging out of it, so I'm worried about how that looks. Uh, I rode a quad bike and came over the hill like a crazy man, apparently. They quite like that. And um,
0: Yeah, I didn't see that, because my ass was up in the air, and I had my head under something. Uh, they, uh, they took a long, I, I'd forgotten all about that till just now, cause you reminded me a long set of shots of my ass, which is, uh, probably not selling this movie right now, uh, to our listeners. But, um, yeah, so there was that, but yeah, we had a good, a good amount of banter between our two characters. Uh, so I was, I was never, I'm a farmer or both farmers really. And Pete, um, came over and we're sort of taking the piss out of a, a a townie that's uh got his uh his trailer stuck Uh, yeah yeah.
1: so i hope i hope the edit comes out all right with that and uh the reason we got picked is because paula likes our normal everyday banter where we're talking crap (laughs) sometimes we record it yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah. so uh yeah so i I am quite looking forward to it i think it'll, it'll be quite good i i actually asked her and said um have you got any did you take any behind the scenes photos I, no, took, I, I took I took no photos when I was there. I no,
1: the, the photography people did.
0: Yeah, so I um, I, I, I got a hold of her and said, I'm really keen to see some of these behind the scenes photos and start sharing them. And she says, Yeah, you're not the first person to ask, and I'll let you know as soon as they come out, but they haven't yet. So
1: I just I, do you know what I realized on the on that last shoot day? So we're leaving, and you know that guy Nick, yeah, who plays Charlie. Yeah, yeah. I've done a 48 hour film with him before. And I only just realized as I'm driving away. Oh, really? Yeah. He was in the, um, remember we did a 48 hours and we did two in two weeks and one was the test and one was the real one. And I think you helped out with the test one.
0: Yeah. And, was and, that with, um, uh, Chris Williams? Yeah.
1: No, it was a whole, I don't know. It was, I don't know if Chris was there actually. It was a whole bunch of random people. And, um, Mary was the main actor in the first one with that American chick. And then in the second one, it was Mary and Sash, and it was the Wool in the Cabin one where the-
0: Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, no, and, I, and, yeah, and I wasn't Nick, involved and, with it. And
1: Nick played the dad of the creepy weirdo half-man, half-sheep dude. Anyway- I, I have
0: seen it. the film, and yes, it is him. I've oh, only right.
1: just realized, and I was like, damn it. <laughs> to that
0: to a so actually, I went to- um, I'll, I'll keep on this topic slightly. Um, oh, yeah. Bear with me for a second, because I'll grab my program. <laughs> I, I went to. um
1: I know what that is, but your your camera's blocking it. Yeah, I know. Back oh,
0: because it's background. Yeah. Um. I went to short Show Me Shorts Film Festival on what night was it? Thursday night. Thursday night.
1: Nice. Didn't even know it was on here.
0: Yeah. No, I didn't know either until somebody messaged our little group and said, "Do you want a free ticket?" And I said, "Oh, see you there. <laughs> um,
1: I can do free." <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Um. So that was cool. Um. But yeah, these? there was um. It was, it's called the sampler. So they got a couple of different ones. Uh, they got the Farnell one and the sampler one. So I went to the sampler one and there's, uh, eight, eight films shown. Um, four, one, two, three, three of them. Sorry. Uh, New Zealand. Nice. Yeah. Uh, other ones were Netherlands, um, Ireland, um, Singapore, Germany and Australia.
1: Australia, mate.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, one of the best ones was definitely the New Zealand, Um I think it's, oh, it's called Manny and Quinn. Okay. An introverted shopkeeper forges a new friendship with the mystery man next door through a playful yet competitive game of dress up with their shop mannequins. Okay. It was actually really clever. And I'm like, I know that place. I think it's in Christchurch. It's an arcade in Christchurch, I think. I might be wrong, but it looks so familiar, but not familiar enough that I can say I know I've, I know where it is, but I'm not yeah. I'm sure I've been there. So, yeah, so that was pretty cool. And then there was a short, short film in um, Germany and it was so good. It's four minutes long. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. so good. And it's called The Good, the Bad, and the Buggy. Okay. <laughs> and this guy's in a with a, 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 a pram, yeah, an old cool. style pram. And this other guy comes in with a pram. And they start, the competitive dads at a playground Yeah, get into a stroller standoff when a sustainability argument escalates. <laughs> so, oh, my God. It's so good. It's so, so good for four minutes. So that was really cool. Um, and then uh, there's a um, dark comedy uh, that they finished on. They definitely finished on the best one, and that's the Australian one. Uh, it's called Shark. Now, apparently the same guy, Blue Tongue, um, media, Blue Tongue Productions or whatever, they've done one called Spider, one called Bear, and this one's the third in the trilogy called Spark. It's the Shark. Shark, sorry.
1: You're
0: right there. And yeah, blah, 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 blah. I need some water. And so the point, the reason I'm mentioning that is if you go to, I'm looking for the website now. Yeah. Pretty sure it's ShowMeShorts.co.nz. I'm sure you can Google it. Um, if you go there, you can, uh, pay, f- I think it's five bucks and you get all three of those. Um, you can watch all three of those short films from Bluetooth okay. and they're pretty good. Um, Shark's the last one and he goes, you can see the evolution of how big the production's got because they got some pretty, pretty decent special effects in there that took me by surprise, uh, in Shark. So yeah, definitely, definitely worth checking out. So great. yeah, but there was no Harley there. I was looking around for Harley Harley wasn't there, and then I see he's um flying down to Wellington for showing me shorts down there.
1: he's very busy with showing me shorts everywhere everywhere else
0: yeah yeah yeah, and then uh as I left there, I bumped into Paige and Co, and I am now I think on the committee for Misty Flicks going forward because Misty- really, oh, okay. awesome because I'm really bad at saying no to people. And and I haven't caught up with those guys for ages. And so, I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. I, I wasn't know. sure
1: if you were going to say Misty Flicks then or the Waikato Film Hub thing or whatever yeah. like, the other one.
0: Yeah. Well, she's not even sure if she's going to get a job with that film office because she's loving her job at the Regent so much. So.
1: Mm, interesting.
0: Yeah, cool. So, anyway, uh, so that's um, all film things. All film yeah. things. Not quite. Pretty good. not quite. Not quite. Not
1: quite? Not quite. You sent me a link to some bloody YouTube channel, which I am now addicted to. Stop watching it, okay. And so you sent me You think I can you think YouTube wants to show me it right now, even though I've been watching it all day? No. It's called Space Ice. Okay? S P A C E and then Space and then Ice. Space Ice. He does a bunch of videos about Van Damme, Stallone, Nicolas Cage, Arnold, and more importantly, Steven Seagal.
0: So I sent you the C- a-, a Steven Seagal one.
1: He basically does an overview of all the Steven Seagal movies and how crappy they are, and he points out all the dumb shit that happens in them. They're about 12 to 20 minutes long, each one. I've watched 18 of them, I think, so far. I think there's 20 in total. I think
0: Of the Steven Seagals.
1: Just yeah. Steven Seagal, yeah. <laughs> there's so many crappy films this guy made. He writes them himself. He stars in them. Half of them have a body double. He shoots all over the place without looking. And the fight scenes is mainly him slapping people. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah i gotta say it, I, I only saw the one and i thought it was really funny and i shared it with sam and yeah and and then i after you finish you go oh there's another one is that the same one again no it's a different film what what's going on here so i didn't have time so i didn't i didn't watch any of those others and sam told me about this just before so I, i'm halfway through watching the zombie one. Oh my
1: god i the zombie know one is amazing like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah It's a creepy weirdo that can't act, and somehow – I think this guy mentions it a couple of times. It's his money laundering project.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, it's definitely funny. Definitely check it out. What is it? Space Ice.
1: Space Ice. We'll have a link in the show notes on our website, The Christmas Empire. Yeah, yeah.
0: Check it out. Because this guy's got a pretty – I think it's a little bit of annoying voice after a while, but no, it's so I'm funny. Kidding. It's so funny what he says is so funny. Oh, so yeah. Anyway. So
1: good. I haven't even looked at the other movies he's done where he's got like Van Damme. The Van Damme movie Time Cop is the most important film in human history. So <laughs> I'm watching all the worst films, which is Steven Seagal. And then he's got some of the best movies ever where it's Van Damme's double team is so good. It'll save your baby. That's
0: oh, point. really? Because oh, I thought he was just negative on everything. So no, be, he's not. I haven't,
1: yes. And then he does ones where it's Van Damme versus Seagal, uh, winner takes all. So I don't know what that's about. I haven't got there yet. There's only so many hours in the day. And apparently I have other commitments um, <laughs> so, and, 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 and I'm off work at the moment. Like if I'm at work, I could watch all these. So
0: yeah, true, true. true. Um, you go to work to watch YouTube movies. So, uh, some, some people live the dream. <laughs>
1: uh, it, it's um, so yeah, that's right. So we're on episode 399 right now. Our 400th episode is coming out after this. If all goes well. Now, Shout out to John and Adam who have left some audio for our 400 episode. Jeremy, how's the number one podcast fan? Where are you? you have done this by now. But anybody listening to this, please check out the link. It's on the very top of our page, the ChristianSandPodcast.com. Go through it and you can record some audio. Uh, it's worked quite well. We've got a couple of minutes from each of those guys. Yeah. And, uh, moving forward, we'll have the ability for you guys to drop in audio whenever you feel like it.
0: Yeah, but uh, definitely um, do it as soon as you possibly can when you hear this because Sam's got to edit it.
1: <laughs> I've got to edit it and then hopefully and re- when we record the 400th, try and make it a bit more cohesive. Definitely. Yeah,
0: which has all got to be done by next weekend. So the sooner you get <laughs> that <laughs> done, the better.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's great. Uh, I love it. Um, last week I went to the Home and Garden Show, Waikato Home and Garden Show, Cool, cool. Uh, I did talk to Chris about this already on our film set, but uh, I will let all the listeners know about it. Basically, it's the same crap if you've ever been to one, but the one interesting thing that was there, literally the one interesting thing was something we talked about in February this year, Chris, and that episode is called Clean Shaven. That's when I had to shave my face and I stopped.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: But in that episode, you brought up a Kickstarter project called Golf Bore. And the bore stands for ball on a rope. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's a thing that you put in the ground and you smash it. And the ball goes away on a string, but it can't spring back and smash you in the face, which is a good design feature. Now, back in that episode, I had to listen to the audio to make sure what we actually said. And we seemed to think it was a pretty cool idea. We thought it had been done before, though. And we weren't sure if we'd buy one. But they were at the home and garden show and they were all set up and the main guy was there, Conrad, and I spoke to him and I told him we had a podcast which blew his mind and I said, we spoke about this. So I was like, I already know all about it. Uh, Don't give me the spiel. And I had to go with it. I smashed this golf ball in a caged off area and it was pretty cool. Uh, If you are looking for a random gift for a golfer in your life or just for kids. to, Yeah, for kids would be good. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, really cool. So it's uh, com. We'll have the link in the show notes to this episode as well. And um, we look forward to... Yeah, so shout
0: out to Conrad if you're listening, because no doubt you gave him the card.
1: (laughs) Uh, You get to go from bogey to birdie, according to his card.
0: Oh, nice. Nice.
1: I thought that was a nice little touch there. So that was pretty cool. Everything else at the home show sucked. Sorry, that's uh, well a lot a lot of the people there some of the people are really good salesmen and some people aren't, but Mm -hmm. they have to realise that ninety-nine percent of the people don't care about what you're trying to sell us.
0: Yeah, they just want entertainment.
1: There was a woman selling like this imagine a drink fountain and it looks like uh it's a full stainless drink fountain. That is, um, a big rectangle. It looks like it should belong in a hospital or maybe a dentist studio sort of thing. Dentist. Yeah. And, and they want to sell this to you. And her opening line, because we made eye contact with this woman and she was like starved of attention because nobody wanted this water fountain. They were also selling something completely unrelated. They were selling two random things. One was this drink fountain, and one was... Um,
0: sorry, it oh. was a drink fountain, not like a, a water feature.
1: Drink fountain, sorry. Yeah,
0: sorry, in my head I'd, I'd got Yeah, it.
1: yeah, so it just had like a little water fountain thing come up, and you suck it, you know. And yeah, yeah, And they come... I can't remember. No plumbing needed, so somehow it had water built in underneath, I think. Anyway... Her opening line was, "It's got nine filters," and then she ran over to open it to start pointing out all the filters. I was like, "Okay, okay, oh, like, I don't care. Like, literally, do not care." Anyway, uh, we did that. Yeah. So, if you've been to, one so how country,
0: would you, how would you do that? Because the, the first thing I do is like, I "How would I do that?" And the first thing I do, I would try. And I don't know if this will work because you test it because you've got hundreds of people going past. You can test all this shit. The first thing I'd try is to say, hey, do you drink water or do you drink soft drinks? Mm. Would probably be an opening question. Like there's zero um, commitment involved in answering that question.
1: One display that was really good, and I thought it was very well thought out, that guy was saying double glazing. And in the center, he had this hexagonal box and every side alternated between single glazing and double glazing, and the whole thing was filled up with ice. And it said, put your hand on it, and it had an outline for your hand. Single glazing was wet, damp, and cold. Double glazing wasn't cold. There was no condensation. It was great. And this guy didn't need to talk to anybody, but people were touching it, and it just made sense.
0: That's that's brilliant. That's perfect. That's That's genius, actually. I mean, I don't know whether he got that. Whether it's his idea or that's something that's been done before, which quite possibly it has been. But yeah, that's, that's what you want, right? Because then the only people he's got to engage with are the people that go, Wow, that's amazing. Tell me Those more. are the people you want to talk to. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, that's the thing. You're not yeah. weeding out all the freaking
0: people that don't want to know anything. Yeah, you, you want a device like that that gets you to talk to the, the people that uh, are interested.
1: Uh, you did uh, unrelated. We're moving on now, but. You wanted me to put this on here, Roomba in a cave.
0: That was just to remind us, to, to remind me to talk about the um the the fact that we did the filming last weekend. Oh,
1: okay, that's <laughs> right. I just wondered because that was the highlight of uh, one of these win. Because I forget how old we are sometimes. Yeah, and um, there's all these Wintech students there who have no life experience whatsoever. They don't understand how anything works, but they're very enthusiastic and very cool. But sometimes when we're just talking shit, they think it's the funniest thing in the world.
0: <laughs> yeah, on. and I made some comment like um, you're going back to – like your Roomba going back to your – and I, I forgot the word for docking station, so I said, He's like the, the Roomba the going back to your cave. And everybody – and the whole crew starts laughing, and I slapped my um, beaten up Hilux and said, oh, I live in the cave. I've got a Roomba and it's in a cave because I live in a cave. Look at the car I'm driving. Rah, 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 and um, just yeah, played on good. it because I was a bit of an idiot. But, yeah, no, that was fun. I want to also um, – big shout-out to Ben Bell. Do you remember Ben? What was he – did he speak at the TEDx that you spoke at or was it is the ben one – Ben Bell
1: the hand guy, the robot hand? No, uh,
0: no, that's Mahonry. Oh. He was the, he was at that time the youngest. He was 16 years old. Maybe it was the year before you. I think he was. Yeah. Um, so he, he spoke, he was 16 year old inventor. He'd invented a rubber band connecty thingy, the bob. Sure. I've talked to you about it and we've talked about it before because it's pretty cool.
1: It's the, it's the, when you say rubber band, you're talking about the thing that they can put on anything that shows.
0: Yeah. They could. Yeah, I can't even remember what it does now. Honestly, it, I can't it, remember. But
1: it was the thing that showed force or something, wasn't it? Something it wasn't, like that. One of his examples was a glove, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, oh yeah, probably was. The hand robot hand was Mahonry though.
1: Sorry, but, yeah, I yeah. oh, I yeah, he he is the guy I'm thinking of with the rubber band thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He a, he, he did a, have a glove.
1: It was a healthcare um thing. Oh yeah, yeah okay. So Ben yeah. Bell, yes.
0: So he is just got elected mayor of Gore last week, uh, or earlier this week.
1: Was he from he, Gore or did he? Yeah, yeah,
0: him? he was. Cause well, uh, I knew he was out of town. We got him. We flew him in or whatever. I couldn't remember where, but I, I was like, is that the Ben Bell? I know. Cause you know, he's changed quite a bit, um, in seven years. Uh, so I, um, I checked on, uh, LinkedIn and yeah, he lives in Gore. So I was like, Oh yeah, is that Ben. But yeah, so he's the mayor of Gore now. So youngest uh, New Zealand mayor at twenty-three. He was on our stage. He was at that time the youngest speaker we had at TEDx at sixteen. We've had Rosie was thirteen or fourteen since then. But uh, yeah, yeah. But I read that is interesting because a lot of people are saying he's too young. Uh, He's he's a bit young, honestly. From what I know of the guy, and I haven't talked to him in at least five years. uh, He's done more living at 23 than a lot of people i know that have got to like 30 or 40 honestly
1: hey yeah i think so but gore is as far as i know an interesting place now the incumbent mayor that he beat had been there for 18 years and was currently 70 years old
0: yeah he uh ben was five when he got in In his mayor.
1: Oh right, okay, yeah, yeah,
0: something, Uh, something like that. It said on the news the other
1: day. He got in with two thousand three hundred and seventy-one votes, and there's only eight thousand two hundred people in Gore. I mean, good on him. They had a
0: recount because he was only winning by thirty-six. Oh wow. He ended up winning by eight after the recount. So the recount didn't go in his his favour, but he had enough of a lead to hold it.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he goes.
0: I reckon you'd do great. I reckon But do
1: you think that do you think being that young and that um switched on with stuff like
0: <laughs> Is Gore the place you'd be? <laughs> oh
1: yeah, that that yeah, but do you think you would just get a bit bored? Like so what? is it better to have a mayor that's around for multiple rounds? Like our mayor's just been voted in again because there was not really anyone else that was that good. Um Is that Paula? Yeah, Southgate's back in, yeah. So
0: I couldn't remember if she was our mayor or not I know I, I, I don't have anything to do with what it What about
1: the Auckland mayor, you keeping up with him? Man, he seems like a character
0: Which which one's this?
1: Oh, the new Auckland mayor is some old um,
0: Oh, guy. it's the, the old guy got it Oh yeah, no
1: Wayne Brown oh, right, yeah. And he just, they, they, they went up to him And sh- and as soon as he gets elected They said to him Hey, um, you know uh, what, what, what else is he going to work? And he goes, That's none of your business. And they said, Are you gonna work weekends? He goes, No, I'm not working weekends. And they said, Oh, what do you reckon about the two hundred and ninety six thousand dollar salary? And he goes, That's not much. It's yeah. So anyway, he's a businessman and um
0: He he I, I saw him on a couple of things, I was less than impressed, honestly. He's, he's I wouldn't strange, be yeah. I wouldn't be voting for him. But then I'm not an Aucklander, so Aucklanders vote for Aucklanders, I guess.
1: I guess. So it'd be interesting that. He has also called for a whole bunch of board members for a council-controlled organisation. Straight away, he goes. They should all resign. He goes. Obviously, not all at the same time, but I want all of them gone.
0: <laughs> oh, so Pam, uh, Pamela got back in. Nice. And with the person. District. Yeah, and the person that uh, assaulted her or abused her or whatever you want to yes. call it uh, didn't get in. So Good. she's looking forward to a a nice term of less. Um, drama but yeah i i still stand by my um my guiding principle in that you just don't need to vote any older white men because there's they're already there you don't need any more in they're not going to vote for diversity that's that's my my recommendation at this point in time i'm sure yes. that'll change at some point when the balance changes but that's all that's why uh, right yeah that's
1: right and hey, bluff <clears throat> they're building the first ever seaweed film, uh, farm, film, seaweed farm. Okay. Uh, yeah. So they're going to grow a special type of seaweed, uh, which is called Asparagopsis. Asparagopsis. Anyway, I've butchered that. It's a type of seaweed. Anyway, uh, they said just a handful of that seaweed a day being fed, to dairy farms or, far, or cows, dairy cows will reduce and suppress the production of methane up, oh, to wow. a, up to a 98% reduction.
0: Holy crap. Now, that's awesome because if they can do that, the export potential for that is huge.
1: Yes. And interesting you say that because uh, they're going to have it up and running by the end of next year, apparently. They're going to be up feeding up to 15,000 cows, but their first target market is Australia because most of the cattle are feedlot cattle and not grazing. So, yeah.
0: So what does that mean? It means it's easier to feed them the seaweed?
1: Oh, yeah, because they're eating a controlled diet, so it's easier. The seaweed works better for them.
0: Yeah. So just- is, that, is that because that's a better, what do you call it, test? um case because they're controlled
1: probably TV. and yeah. and it probably works better as well and australia just doesn't have as much grass as we do
0: yeah so, yeah yeah
1: anyway i learned about that recently and i thought that was pretty cool
0: that's pretty cool actually i, I that reminds me of something i i listened to a podcast ages ago was, um well, a couple of weeks ago um it was mike rowe um his yeah. podcast and he was interviewing this farmer and it was a fascinating, fascinating, really, really long, um, thing. And I sent it off to Pamela actually, um, because it's a lot of dairy farm on there. But one of the things that cracked what well, got me was that the guy, like in the last half hour of this two hour podcast, and you know me, I don't listen to those long podcasts. Um, he, he's talking about how bad it is to till soil and why they have stopped doing that. And a yeah. lot of places, uh, like uh, there's a couple of South American countries that they just don't, they never yeah, have. Yeah. Yeah. And all they do is instead of um uh, tilling the soil and, and making furrows and planting the furrows, they basically like drill down or poke down a seed and just poke them down. Yeah. But the point is that the roots that grow and and then are cut off and left there is sequestering carbon as well and um and it's also fertilizing the the soil and yeah. so it works really really well and, I, and and you know they went into it a lot more in depth and made more sense than I am right now but it was enough that I was like that's so that makes so much sense to me why is not everybody doing that and and this guy's going you watch this is where things will go over the next 10 years
1: yeah so even in home gardens and the giant pumpkin growing community, there's no till uh, as a movement as well because the soil food web. So there's a really good book, which I do have, and I recommend if you're interested in learning a bit more about soil, it's called Teeming with Microbes. And it talks all about the soil food web. And the first half is real technical and tells you what's going on. And the second half is sort of how to do everything without disturbing the soil. Because as soon as you start disturbing it, all the microbes are broken up, all the small roots, all the um, pathways for water and nutrients. But, yeah, no till at a large scale is what some people do. Um, and it saves time and money because you don't have to bring in all the machinery as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it's
1: pretty interesting. But it's one of those things where it's a little bit woo-woo for some people.
0: Yeah, and, it's and that's the thing. It's, it's, about. it's just people that um, – just are used to things being the way they are and not going. Yeah, yeah. So I I watched some TV last night. I don't usually. Well, I, I you watch don't all use, the
1: TV. What are you on about?
0: <laughs> I, I watch Gold Rush every day and I watch the news and okay. quite often I will watch the thing straight after the news. What's called the project. And I I usually sort of go to bed. But I I worked late last night till uh, eight o'clock or something. So I I had to shut down. I was drinking some some tequila and watching some TV. And I watched um what was it called? Uh, it, names of New Zealand or something. Okay. And they're talking about Picton. Oh, yeah. So they, they, they went in there and they're like, what's, what's Picton named after? Who's Picton named after? And asking people. And there's this dude called Picton, of course, yeah. white dude. And one of his big sins, because they, he wasn't a particularly nice guy. He was a slave runner. And he, and he had loads and loads of s- slaves in, I think it was Jamaica or something. And you know, I, I, I'm a bit hesitant to hassle people in a historic context. Um, because it's yeah, okay. the, yeah, yeah, the norm yeah. for the time, but it's not great. Right. And the actual name for the Maori name for Picton is Waitohi. I think Waitohi, I think it's that anyway, something like that. And I'm like, that, that's cool. Start calling it I'm happy with us calling it all the all the, you know, uh Maori names these days. And uh, they interviewed this guy on a pair, this uh author, uh, who surprisingly is an old white guy. And he just kept going on, um, nah, nah, we're all happy here, and um, Picton's a good name. That guy wasn't very nice, but that doesn't matter. Um, we may as well keep the name Picton and this the the Māori dude that's um interviewing him is sort of go, Yeah, that's cool, but is a good name. Yeah. Well, oh yeah, but this is a nice place. Why would we need to change the name? I'm like, it's gonna be a nice place whether you change the name or not, dude. Like, really. But And really they much. just could not get it through. He He's would not, racist, not do though. it. No, he wasn't racist, but yeah, he just, and, and there was a couple of people that it was always the older people or the older white people that said, Oh, no, we can't change the name. And it's like, there's no reason not to change the name. Like it's, it's Picton means nothing to anyone here.
1: No, no, but this British mean, dude. Yeah. He, he
0: never even came to New Zealand. That's the other thing. This oh, dude oh, Picton oh, he's exactly. never even
1: been here. Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Actually, talking about that very really quickly, we'll wrap the end podcast on this. On the um the podcast The Dollar, yeah. which their latest episode is about the world tour of baseball, right? And I won't ruin it too much, but basically this guy who the last name was very popular, uh famous, but anyway, he decided to take baseball all around the world and he had a guy with him who was one eyed and he was the aerialist. And he used to go up in a hot air balloon that used to hold over a fire to heat it up. He'd go 2000 feet up in the air,
0: swung off a. What year? Sorry. What, what sort of era? Aerial... Oh, late,
1: late, 1800s.
0: Oh, oh okay. Early right. right, right.
1: 19, early 1900s. So they'd hold this balloon. He'd float up. He'd do some tricks on his aerial trapeze and then he would parachute down. Okay. And there's a whole bunch of stories around that and the baseball, but they came to New Zealand and when... what? Yeah. And when he came to New Zealand, the locals were getting impatient and they wanted to take part of his balloon as a souvenir. And he pulled a gun and said, if you touch the balloon, you have to get past my gun. Anyway, that's just a little taster. It's called, uh, I think it's the world. It's the latest one on the dollop. It's about baseball. It's, uh, the world tour of baseball. Check that out. It's very good.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, I I listened to a dollop uh, the other day, but I'm so far behind with those. I've got so many um podcast teed up
1: it's annoying all right the main thing is everybody listens to this podcast uh this should be first on your list especially with 400th coming up next week you yep. can find the link at the com. you can find all the show notes there and uh we would love to hear from you whoever yeah. you are from wherever you are in the world like it doesn't matter as long as you speak english uh actually to be honest who cares just leave us some audio i'll translate <laughs> it okay i've got i am sure i can figure out how to translate that yeah, um, are you dinging?
0: Yeah, I I just shut Telegram off, oh, and it keeps dinging now. Okay, sorry.
1: Anyway, until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya.
0: Bye. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe, and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friends.